Getting to the heart of the story. Real Community Radio. Gloss Up Radio. Thanks for downloading this and supporting Glossop Community Radio. Right now, an interview I did with the man who represents Glossop, as well as the High Peak, in Parliament and helps make up some of the country's laws. It's MP Andrew Bingham. Stay tuned. Straight after, it's an interview with Father Ian Stubbs from Glossop Parish Church. And you can send us your thoughts on either of these interviews. Send us a tweet at Glossop Radio or just message us on our Facebook group. Just search Glossop. You're listening to Glossop Radio. And I'm very pleased to be joined on the phone now by MP for the High Peak and uh, Glossop as well, Andrew Bingham. Thanks for joining us on Glossop Community Radio. Pleasure. Delighted to be here, Lester. Uh, so, uh, yes, how are you? Uh, are you in London at the moment? Yes, yes. It's uh, it's uh, a city day in Westminster, so I'm actually in my uh, my office in Westminster at the moment. Well, it's uh, it, it's really great to talk to you, and uh, we thank you for uh, sort of being on uh, today. Pleasure. Uh, for anybody that wants to take a look at your website, andrewbingham.org.uk, and they can find out more about you and sort of what you stand for. But I was trying to have a look specifically, Andrew, about um, sort of how you have been or what you might be doing in the future to sort of better represent Glossop. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I am the MP for the High Peak, and the High Peak. If you uh, if you look at the constituency map of the country, you'll see the High Peak is one of the biggest constituencies. So, consequently, I have to uh, I have to sort of cover the Buxton and Glossop and Hope Valley and sort of Whaley Bridge, New Mill. So, it's a huge area. Uh, it's over 200 square miles. But Glossop is it is the largest it is the largest town. Uh, Glossopdale is the largest area, largest population of the constituency. So I live, uh, I live in, uh, I, I live in between, I live in Chapel and Fritz, between Buxton and Glossop, and I spend quite a lot of time in Glossop. And uh, you know, if you ask me, you know, what, what's my, shall we say, what's my big, big idea, my big mission for Glossop? I mean, it has to be a solution to the traffic problems, and I'm working extremely hard on that. Uh, I'm not making as much progress as I would like because, obviously, as we keep hearing, there's very little money about to deal with it but we're making progress it's slow uh, as i said slower than i would like but it is something i'm very determined to uh, to follow through yeah the last i'd heard on this correct me if i'm wrong um but that the the bypass i, I presume you're referring to uh, yeah the, the motram bypass that that had been sort of dead in the water that was sort of going nowhere because somebody said that there was no money as you say well the <laughs> The bypass is a long and, and it's a painful tale for, for the residents of Glossop. I understand that, and, and yes, he, to, the whole project was, was shall we say, was killed uh, mad the election under the last government, uh, and I made it sort of one of my missions to try and reawaken it. And, and to be fair, I'm working closely with Jonathan Reynolds, who's the MP for Sailor Bridge and Hyde, who, you know, politically we're very different, but we're absolutely as one on this. Uh, you know, it's, we say, it's cross-party working at its best. I, we've had several meetings with all the key stakeholders, but I don't like to sort of lay every meeting out in the local press because I don't want to build people's hopes up artificially. Uh, people in Glossop have had that too often with previous governments. So a lot of work's going on behind the scenes. Uh, the minister, I mean, I've met with ministers on several occasions, we've actually had a specific debate on the Motram Tintwistle bypass in the Houses of Parliament. So it is, you know, it is on the, uh, the the minister's radar, and we intend to move it forward from there. 
And uh, one of the things that you're working on at the moment, um, as I was just browsing through various articles on Google, is uh, better broadband in the High Peak. Uh, does that uh, include Glossop as well? Absolutely, absolutely. I, the, the phrase I use is broadband is now the fourth utility. And I, what I want, I want businesses to look at Glossop and thinking, that's a place where we can start our business. That's the place we can move our business to. And, and this, you know, it does refers back to the bypass. You know, I have spoken to companies in Glossop who are frustrated about the traffic coming in and out. And that's the big line I'm actually giving to the government. Look, this is all about the economy. You and I know, Lester, that it's a, tr it's a traffic problem in Glossop which, is, which needs addressing. But I'm looking at the economic benefits, both for Glossop and the wider area. And I put broadband in the same, uh, in the same category because companies now, they need good, fast, effective broadband because so much is done over the internet. Include, um, yeah, including this phone call. Including, well, including this phone call, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, as, as businesses, you know, for years, they've had the main utilities, the heat and the water and the gas. Now, there's another utility in my view, and that's broadband. And hopefully it will remain as cheap as it is. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the government um, have put an awful lot of money into uh, rolling out super-fast broadband. Uh, I'm very pleased that Derbyshire County Council, who uh, were offered some money by the government, provided they could put some match funding in, and the County Council have, uh, have, um, have understood this, and they've put their bit in, and they are now going out to procure people to, to, to roll broadband out. Um, I've met with BT this week, and I will be meeting with BT again in the constituency, looking at where the where the super fast broadband's got to um i know that in glossop uh, i think the number's about 13000 um properties have got super fast broadband now what i have to look at is where those properties are on a map and to see where the where, where should i say where the black spots are around the glossop area Fantastic. Well, we'll look to hear some uh, some good news from that from you in the future. Um, Andrew, one of the things that you've uh, been in the press for uh, most recently, though, um, was your, your voting on the same-sex bill in the yeah. uh, House of Commons. Um, many people in various uh, parts of the High Peak, I'm sure, um, and in Glossop as well, um, might have been puzzled by um, you, you voted uh, against um, that bill for the same-sex um, marriage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why was that? Well, this is a, an incredibly emotive issue, and uh, I understand that. People have been writing to me for some time about this. Uh, I've had a huge post bag, probably the biggest post bag I've had on any single loop. Uh, and, I mean, the vast majority of letters and emails I received were actually against it. But, you know, I don't judge everything on it. It's not, it's not a numbers game. I said to everybody who wrote to me during the consultation that I wouldn't make my mind up until the consultation was over. Uh, and I wanted to see what people said and what the government's response was. And having looked at it in great detail, I voted against it for quite a few reasons, really. Um, I think, um, I mean, and bear in mind, people who've approached me have been from the gay community and elsewhere and have come and said to me, look, we don't need this. We don't want this for their own reasons. I, I was of the view and remain of the view, the civil partnerships, which have been around now for a few years, were working exceptionally well, were, were perfectly fine. Um, until the Prime Minister raised this, nobody had raised it with me as being something that should be a priority. And I do feel that, given the country and the econom, econ, 
economy and the wider issues of the world, I do think it's something that we should be focusing on that at the moment. Um, but there are a lot. There's some technical reasons around the same-sex marriage. Um, I mean, you know, for instance, there's, there's supposed to be late safeguards in there, so churches don't have to carry them out if they don't want. I'm not sure those safeguards will stand up to scrutiny by the European courts. Um, we didn't have a mandate for it. It wasn't in the manifesto. Um, what I think should have been done, we could have discussed it now. We could have put it in a manifesto for the next general election and then give people the chance to vote on the, on the manifestos. And another thing that concerns me is, is where it leaves school teachers. And I know, I think it's something like 60% of primary school teachers have, have, have expressed great concerns because what, what it means, and I know a leading QC said this as well, if the bill becomes law, school teachers could be lawfully disciplined for refusing to te use teaching materials that endorse same-sex marriage. Now, if you have a teacher who has a strong uh, faith belief or something who's against it, they could effectively um, be, uh, be punished for not wanting to, to, to use those materials. So I think it leaves, leaves them very exposed. Uh, elsewhere, in other areas, I mean, we've already seen the example of um, a housing officer called Adrian Smith who put on his personal Facebook that he was opposed to it, and consequently he was demoted and had his salary cut by 40%, which I think is wrong. I think that uh, didn't he win the, uh, his, his appeal, though, in, in that particular case? Well, he won't. He hasn't done as yet. But quite frankly, I mean, you know, I hope he does, and I think he should, but I don't think he should have been put in that position in the first place. You know, there were his private views on his private Facebook page, um, I mean, what I do regret about this, Lester, I'll be honest with you, is some of the terminology used, some of the, the language used by both sides of the argument. Like what? You know, what people have said, that, and, and, and I don't intend to repeat them, okay. because I think they are completely and utterly wrong. I think whichever side of the argument you're looking at, whether it's the people who are for it or against it, some of the terms they've used are offensive. Um, I've seen some of the things that have been said about me on Twitter since the vote, which... <laughs> Not know, by me. No, 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 not by, not by you, by people who I've, who I've not met. Um, and, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And I think we have to respect each other's views and each other's opinions. And, you know, being a member of Parliament, I have to vote on things. And I can't vote to please everybody. I have to, I have to make a decision. That's what I was elected to do. And I understand that sometimes that decision will disappoint somebody. You know, you can't please all the people all the time, as somebody once said. Um, but as I said, I've, I've seen some of the language used on both sides of the argument, and I really don't think it's helped the particular cause that they've been espousing. So, I mean, like you rightly say, it, this particular issue wasn't in your manifesto, and for many people in Glossop, um, it's the first time that they've actually got to see perhaps what your view on that might have been, and to, to see you vote against that may have been a bit of a surprise for them. Um, as well, can I, can I just interject? I'm sorry to interrupt you, Lester. In my newspaper column in the local papers that appeared at the end of December, All right. I put in that column that the consultation had ended and that the bill was, uh, that the bill was coming along, and I indicated then what my thinking was and what my likely vote to be, my, what my locally vote, lo likely voting intention was. So I highlighted it. Uh, we're, we're now on the seventh of February. So I gave, so shall we say, I gave notice five weeks ago on my thinking at the time. Now, if anybody had rung me up on, on reading that, I said, Andrew, I think you're wrong. 
I would happily sat down and discussed it with them. Because I always do try and meet constituents whenever they want. Do you think perhaps is, is, has there been sort of a communication maybe issue with, uh, I mean, like you say, it's sort of a, a two-way street really i mean you can only do sort of what you can do and, and publish your messages online and in the press um but people who might have been sort of grumbling about this almost privately um on their own facebook and publicly on twitter um should they have perhaps come and seen you instead or, or expressed themselves to you i think the whole question of um communication between members of parliament and the public uh, and I, not just people in glossop is always a a, a a tricky question and the best way of doing it. Um, I, I, I tweet. Uh, I don't tweet a lot, but the, I, have a, I have a Twitter account. Um, I do an electronic newsletter which goes out and I've, I've sent an ordinary uh, um, a, a newspaper out which, uh, I mean, obviously, in the under the previous government, MPs had what they called a communication allowance, which was about £10,000 a year. Uh, which enabled them to produce leaflets and et cetera, et cetera, and get the message across to constituents. Um, we we got rid of that. Uh, the coalition government got rid of it um, as part of a, a money-saving exercise. And um, you know whether we should have that back, I don't know. It's always an interesting question. How? What is the best way for me to communicate with constituents and constituents to communicate with me? I have regu very regular surgeries. Um, I, you know, I, I try to be as open and as available to people as possibly as I possibly can. Fantastic. Well, we'll certainly uh, look to um, um, mention more of the uh, the surgeries um, in and around Glossop um, that uh, that you're setting up. Um, a list of which is on your website right now. Yes, it's always there. Uh, Andrewbingham.org.uk. Yeah. And uh, well, I think I've uh, took up um, just enough of uh, your time uh, for one morning. Um, thank you very much for joining us on Glossop Community. It's a radio. pleasure, Lester. And you know, we talk about communication. You know, I, I wish you all the best with the radio station because it is another valuable tool in which you know the more listeners you get, and I'm happy to come and talk on the radio station whenever you like. It's just a way of of, of getting into people's lives and letting them listen to what. Uh, what their member of parliament's thinking and what he's doing, and and obviously people in Glossop they'll see me knocking around doing my shopping and walking around the streets as well as going to see people and companies and organisations in the Glossop area, and maybe the odd football match as well. And um, well, to be honest with you, Lester, I'm quite a keen football fan. Um, I uh, I used to watch um, I used to watch Buxton quite a lot, and I've been to watch Glossop. The thing is, I'm only in the constituency. So three days a week, so I tend to be out and about working on Saturdays now, so I don't get much time for football, which is a bit of a shame because uh, I'm a great advocate of non-league football, actually. I think in many ways the Premier League's sort of lost its way, it's priced itself out. And uh, I would recommend to anybody to go and watch a bit of non-league football because I thoroughly enjoy it. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, uh, Andrew Bingham, MP for the High Peak and also Glossop as well, thank you very much for chatting to us on uh, Glossop Community Radio. Thank you, Lester. You're listening to Glossop Radio. MP for the High Peak and Glossop is the man who represents our town in uh, the country's parliament, Andrew Bingham. And uh, he had some interesting things to say. Get online, uh, send us a tweet at Glossop Radio or send us a message on our Glossop Facebook group. Well, just shortly after I spoke with uh, the MP, I uh, had a chat with Father Ian Stubbs of Glossop Parish Church, famous for his views supporting 
same-sex marriage. It's nice to uh, be chatting with you today. Yeah, thank you, Lester, and good to good to welcome you too, and uh, welcome uh, Glossop, what we hope will become Glossop Community Radio. Brilliant. I do too, as well, by the way. Um, but yes, so we're speaking after uh, the interview with uh, MP uh, Andrew Bingham um, earlier on, and uh, I just wanted to get your uh thoughts really um he uh, as we know voted against a bill this week um f- uh, for the same sex marriage bill uh, what are your thoughts on that well i'm a i'm a supporter of equal rights for lesbian gay um bisexual and transgendered people so i would have been you know i am supportive of the bill had i been an mp i would have voted in favor strongly in favor and i'm delighted with the amazing result that uh, that was achieved um uh, the night before last and a brilliant result um i um I appreciate that Andrew Bingham takes a different view. I think I don't know in detail what his what his views exactly are, but I think he he did do he was a signatory to a letter in the in the Daily Telegraph in the autumn, and I think broadly the the issue that uh, he addressed there was that um, uh, he he felt it was a redefining of marriage um, in society, and that he he felt that traditionally marriage had been um, defined as um, a, a relationship between. Um, uh, a straight couple, man and a woman, and that this would completely redefine what marriage was about. I don't take that view. I think it is an opening up of marriage to include uh, lesbian and gay people. And I think marriage has not been fixed forever. It's been evolving and changing. Our understanding of it has been changing. And I, I, I would see this very much as a new and very positive development for equality. Well, the bill, uh, the bill was passed uh, in the end, despite um, the uh, objections yeah. of, uh, of some... Um, but one of the reasons, like you say, that um, um, our Glossop MP um, voted against this bill was because he wanted to perhaps protect certain people. And he said in the interview with me a little earlier um, that he wanted to protect perhaps people of faith who maybe didn't want to teach children about a certain type of marriage. What's your feelings on that? Well, I think this, that's overstated. I've heard that view expressed. I mean, I've not had the, uh, any personal conversation with Andrew about that, but I've heard it expressed by others. Um, I, I don't accept that. Of course, people of faith, uh, not just Christ- Christian faith, but uh, people of other faiths, all people of faith, have different views about this matter, and I understand that. Um, it is, represents, for some people, quite a major change in their understanding of um, issues of sexuality and marriage and so on. I understand that. But I don't think that the bill in any way uh, risks people, for example, teaching in schools. In schools, I think it's important that different views of in the faith are expressed. So I don't think people would have to teach people who didn't want to. I don't think would have to teach that. They would simply have to say, you know, there are some Christians or there are some people of faith who take this view and there are some people of faith who take that view. I think what would be important is that no child who is the child of a same-sex couple should feel in any way put down or their parents being put down simply because they were gay and the person teaching them disagreed with that. Could it be as well, just picking up from that point as well that you made, that perhaps no child as well should be perhaps subject to their parents' personal views on certain issues? Well, a child who lived with same-sex parents would automatically 
uh, share uh, their views. They would be part of a household where that was accepted, that here were two people who lived together. Yes, I think that, I mean, I think um, children inevitably do pick up on their parents' views, so they would follow fo uh, follow those views. I think a child who lived in a family um, uh, of people of faith who had particular views, I think, would also need to be, in a sense, that sense, protected so that nobody was pushing down an alternative view and saying this was, you know, more authentic than the one they'd inherited from their parents or something like that. I think that's true. But I think, you know, I'm for, e even in church schools, I'm a governor of, two, uh, I have been a governor of a church school, sorry, I am a governor of a church school and have been a governor of two church schools. Um, and I, even in church schools, faith schools, um, I think that uh, we have a duty uh, educationally to actually give a balanced perspective. And it's possible to say, you know, it's certainly true of the Christian church, I think it's probably true of other faiths too, that actually there's a disagreement about these things and it's therefore appropriate to say there are some people who in faith believe this, there are some people in faith who believe differently um, and that's, you know, that has to be respected and understood as long as nobody is being put down or made to feel uncomfortable or or secondary or unnatural or something, I think that's that's important. It certainly is an uh, emotive issue, uh, this yeah. on, on both sides, and uh, debates can often get quite heated, yeah. uh, either uh, in the House of Commons or online on various yeah. uh, Facebook groups, uh, like our own Facebook group. So what does this mean going forward then? I mean... Um, this is really the the first time for most Glossopians, apart from the the thing in December, to really get his views on this issue, as it wasn't in his manifesto. Mm. Has, would that have changed anything? His relationship, perhaps, with people of faith or, or people who of faith who don't share his views on same-sex marriage? I think people who don't share his views on same-sex marriage will continue to want to campaign, hopefully that he will change his mind and support whatever legislation. After all, we don't at the moment have uh, same-sex marriage, we don't have equal marriage, which, which this one stage, an important stage, but it's just one stage in the process. It's got to go through committees, got to go again through Parliament, through the House of Lords and so on. So, it's, you know, we're still some way off having actual legislation. And I hope that he and other people will begin to reflect and maybe um, change their views. So I think those who um, um, want to press um, him to change will continue to do that and to campaign, hopefully politely and uh, appropriately and so on. I, d I don't think there's any reason for anybody to, well, I strongly uh, object when people send around you know, hate mail or, or polite and so forth in the argument. I think we should be, um, you know, good with one another um, and so on, and express our views positively and uh, and honestly and so and openly. Um, I don't think it changes our relationship with Andrew. I mean, Andrew has, as an MP, has um, uh, has has to have a relationship with everybody equally, of course, and in that sense is you know is non political. Although, of course, he's pressing. Uh, for the policies of a particular government that he's part of, and we understand that. Um, I think, I personally think, Andrew, for the most part, is a very good um, MP. Um, he responds very much to initiatives. He's he's out and about. He comes to people, and I think people speak very highly of him. And I don't think they'll, you know, speak any less highly because he takes a different view on this thing. Although they would hope, I guess, that he would change his mind. Um, so I think they would, you know, my hope would be that people will continue to campaign appropriately for their view and what I think will come in, in, in soon anyway, I think, you know, sooner or later, we will recognise as a democratic country, as a country committed to equality, that this is something that, 
you know, is really right, that actually marriage, an important institution like marriage, is open and available to people of, of um, uh, you know, whatever their sexual orientation. I myself conduct a large number of weddings. Um, I have a niece who is gay, my son-in-law's brother and sister are both gay, and all are in partnerships, and I think certainly one of them um, would love to move forward to that being recognised as marriage, and uh, I certainly would, you know, love to be able to uh, to marry and to bless the marriages of those people, whatever their sexual orientation. And the irony is I can't do that legally in my church uh, yet, um, I could bless a battleship if I was in the Navy, um, but sadly I can't uh, bless a couple who are committed and love one another because they're of the same sex. And I think that's just, you know, it's just untenable. And uh, I think Jesus would be much more upset about the battleship than he would about two people living together. Myself, that's my own view. Have you had any feedback um from your colleagues um, about your views, you've picked up some um, attention in the uh, local and yeah. I think national press as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, what, what do your uh, your uh, your colleagues think? I think that my, uh, some colleagues are there are colleagues uh, not necessarily in Glossop, but there are colleagues who who um, are very supportive. I mean, we're part of a group. I'm I'm involved in two groups, particularly one is called the Lesbian and Gay Christian Movement for lesbian gay people and their friends. The other is something called Changing Attitude, which campaigns particularly within the churches. Um, and both in the, both those groups, I've got clergy colleagues, obviously, who are supportive and share the same views and perspectives that I do. Here locally, I think there are one or two colleagues who share or are closer to my view, though they don't wish to sort of campaign on it or be public about it. And, you know, I respect that. And that's fair enough. There are also colleagues who strongly disagree and, uh, you know, they're part of or they're supported by or they try to support the Coalition for Marriage and various other things. Um, and that's fair enough. You know, that's um, I, I think we speak to one another and, and so on. There are some people who have been um, who don't want to have anything to do with me simply because of the views I hold. They think I'm sort of off the wall in terms of Christianity. And a bit too controversial. Too controversial. I think they quite wish I, you know, left the church, you know, basically. Their view would be, this is what the church believes and teaches. If you don't like it, get out, I think would be their view. Um, and my response to that, just say, no, change happens by people campaigning within, um, you know, all changes. And we've changed on so many things. We've changed in our view of women, we've changed in our view of black people, of slavery, um, and so on and so on. You know, there's so many changes the church has made, positive changes, um, and I think this will be another one in time. But um, some people um, want to hold with the, what they see as being the tradition um, and don't wish to change. I think there's a whole mixture of views. Some people are quite supportive and have expressed their support. Um, others are more cautious. I think all of the people in our church, and we have recently... Um, agreed on our church council to be on Changing Attitudes um, website as a church which welcomes um, um, lesbian, gay and bisexual and transgender people um, uh, and offers a welcome and, and, and so on. So I think we're all in our church pretty agreed about the, the importance of doing that. Um, but there are differences, I think, about equal marriage. And I, I think here it's mainly people, again, who are still still a bit uncertain about this changing a, tra a, a traditional institution thing. But, um, you know, we're, we're polite, we speak to one another, and that, that, that's not an issue, but, but they're a bit uncertain about that. And, you know, I respect their uncertainty. These are big changes. But, um, 
in terms of support and understanding of lesbian and gay people, I, I like to think my church community are pretty well united around that. You know, there's, they don't want to discriminate. They don't want to treat lesbian and gay people as being unnatural or wrong in any way or in need of treatment, as some churches do, including one or two locally, um, indeed. Um, and um, so, you know, I think that, um, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm particularly proud of that. And uh, I think we'll probably get to the point where people will also sort of see the fairness and the justice of people being able to be married, um, irrespective of their orientations. Well, it certainly is uh, a diverse town, Glossop, yes. with many uh, views, as we've uh, as sure. we've found out. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you in particular to discuss this matter, yes, I'd be I'd be, I'd be happy for that to happen. If they go to the Glossop Parish Church website, although there won't be material about this issue on the Parish Church website, uh, there are contact details there, and I um, they can contact me by email through the website. All right. Father uh, Ian Stubbs from uh, Glossop Parish Church, thank you very much for uh, your time today on Glossop Community Radio. Thank you very much, Lester, and I uh, look forward to meeting again and all good wishes with um, what we are doing and, uh, uh, and obtaining the licence in the course of time when that, uh, when that comes up. Thank you very much. to listen to. It's talking about love and it's talking about hate. You know, I think the only way we're going to do away with hate is to get so much love going around till it just won't be any more hate. There's so much hate going on today on the right and on the left. You see, we hate our brothers, yes we do, and we hate our own self. If you feel like it's sing along. And if you don't want to sing along, maybe you can clap your hands. The good book says to love your enemy, but we don't comprehend.
This is a download from glossopradio.org. Real community radio for Glossop. 